This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ryan and I, we've been previewing some NFL games. We talked Jets-Browns, Commanders-Lions, Bucks-Saints, Panthers-Giants. Time to get into some more Week 1 action and Ryan, this is a a funny game here with the Patriots and the Steelers. Hell of a game a decade ago. Really was. <laughs> yeah. Really was. When you had the killer bees out there, Ben, Antonio Brown, Lady on Bell. Oh yeah. Sure was. So now the Patriots are actually minus two and a half. Let me make sure that's still the line, because it's been going back and forth between two and two and a half. But they are indeed two and a half on the line right now. Over unders forty. New England a minus one forty on the money line. The Steelers are a plus 115. Now, I've been watching the show throughout the week. Quentin Mayo and I do the show inside the betting lines on Sundays here on BetQL. I know he loves the Steelers this week. Yeah. So, Ryan, are you with him? Do you like the Steelers this week, or you kind of leaning towards the Patriots? I know it's a low total, man. Uh, it opened at 42, and I grabbed the under. It's down to 40 and a half. We knew which way this was heading, even without T.J. Watt, who tore his peck. Uh, and the Steelers were trying to be quiet about it, even though we literally watched him say, hey, I F, I, I tore my pack. Yeah. Uh, he was a monster against Cincinnati. The Steelers' defense, they're going to be top 15 this year. And Mike Tomlin, especially as an underdog, man, I mean, he's never had a losing season. So I hate betting against Mike Tomlin. I know everybody says I hate betting against Bill Belichick. Uh, the last three years since Tom Brady left, I don't mind betting against Bill Belichick. I've actually done it quite a bit, and they look Awful offensively. Everything that we talked about, we previewed this team. You know, we heard all the reports out of training camp. Obviously, they lose Josh McDaniels, who's now the head coach out in Las Vegas for the Raiders. And I was worried about the play calls because Matt Patricia, A, he's not even, even if you, even let's say you're Matt Patricia, let's say you're a Matt Patricia apologist, right? Or you're a fan. He's not an offensive-minded dude. He's a, he's a defensive-minded uh, coach. And, I mean, it didn't work out, obviously, in Detroit. He's not a head coach. I don't really know what he is, but I know that the offense scored seven points against the Dolphins. I know Mac Jones doesn't really have any weapons on the outside. You know, they do make the trade for Parker. What does it tell you when the Miami Dolphins, who are going all in this season, trade away a guy that we thought was going to be their number one wide receiver in Devontae Parker? It tells you he's almost dead last in creating separation in the National Football League. They spent all that money last year in free agency. And don't get me wrong, on the defensive side of the ball, like I'm a, I like Matthew Judon. I think they'll probably be... Decent enough defensively to win some games, but offensively, man, Hunter Henry barely used them last week. I went under on his receiving yards because all we heard about all camp long, even from Bill Belichick, and Bill Belichick never hypes up anybody on his roster, and he's been talking about Johnny Smith nonstop, and they barely even used them, though. But I did go under Hunter Henry. That might be a prop I look to target. Dude, the Patriots only threw for 213 yards. And I like Mac Jones, but he did not look really good. The offensive line played decent. They gave him some time, too, in the pocket. I I just can't play either side. I did have to take the total. I think this is going to be a defensive battle. I don't know what my thoughts are yet about Mitchell Trubisky. I'm rooting for the guy. But, again, it's short sample size. It's been one game. Uh, Najee Harris, my favorite player prop, season long, was under 1,200 rushing yards. He had 17 week one. <laughs> the offensive line sucks. They good didn't start. do anything to upgrade. 
Steelers are a tough team to call this year, man, because I don't like betting against Tomlin. Like I said, they have the most expensive defense in all of the NFL. And offensively, they have the least expensive offensive line in wide receiver room. Uh, part of that being, though, because they still got some guys on rookie deals like Chase Claypool. I just like the under in this game. I don't even want to touch a prop other than maybe under uh, receiving yards for Hunter Henry, which is not up right now. Anything for you uh, in this game? Oh, absolutely. Really? I really like New England minus 140. I really, really like them. Man, I don't know if I could do it. You know I'm a big Ravens fan, Ryan. I feel like I know the Steelers just as well because teams in your division, like you really watch them closely. You see them twice a year. You really know them. Cam will tell you when I was here previewing the show with Trista, the Steelers against the Bengals, one of my favorite plays. I even said, told people to take them on the money line. I just knew they would play them tough. Here's the thing, though, that worries me about the Steelers. And a lot of people are going to look at this line. They're going to watch how these two teams played last week. And they're going to say, now, how can New England possibly be favored in this game, especially with it being in Pittsburgh? In New England, sure. In Pittsburgh, how does this make sense? I mean, think about the game you saw last week. Pittsburgh forced five turnovers in that game. Dominated it defensively. Won the turnover battle 5-0. Beat the hell out of Joe Burrow. I mean, they crushed. They still needed a blocked extra point and a shank field goal in overtime just to win that game. Mm-hmm. Even with all the things that went their way, winning the turnover battle like they did, they still needed a block extra point and a shank field goal to win that game. And the Patriots, yeah, they didn't look great. The Dolphins beat them pretty handily from start to finish. But, you know, I mean, here or there, there, there was still... They could have made the game interesting. There were some plays to work on. But, man, I like the Patriots. Belichick's dominated Tomlin in their careers. And I just think Pittsburgh put so much into that game last week. They looked at their start to the season, and they said, let's just try and go one and one. Yeah. If we can either beat the Patriots at home or the Bengals on the road, we'll take it. Let's try and go one and one. And they put so much into that game last week. Their defense was unbelievable. Mitch Trubisky took care of the football. They made plays when they need to. And this week just kind of feels like a letback. They have a game on Thursday against the Browns, so they got to kind of be cautious of that. It just feels like the Patriots are getting them at the right spot. Belichick hasn't started a season 0-2 since 2001. Yeah, I just can't see them starting. I mean, it's tough to see New England starting 0-2. It just feels like the sharp side is to be on the Patriots, and the public side, the square side, is to be on the Steelers plus 2.5. I think the line is telling you a lot here that the Patriots are the right side. The Steelers used a lot of their ammo last week against the Bengals, and I just can't get over the fact that they won the turnover battle 5 yeah. nothing, and still should have lost that game. Yeah. And we know no T.J. Watt, and that's just, a, that's just a huge blow to that team not to have T.J. Watt. So give me the Patriots' money line, pl- minus 140. I think this could be a heavy field goal game, so I don't want to lay the minus 2.5. I'm just going to take them on the money line, minus 140. All right. Next I game, I know you love this game a lot, Colts and Jags. Now, this is another series that has been dominated really by one team, yeah. especially when they play in Jacksonville. I don't think many people realize, everybody talks about the fact the Jags have won seven straight home games versus the Colts, but they're actually 8-5 and five against Indy in their last 13 games. And get this stat, since the start of the 2020 season, the Jaguars are four and thirty. Yeah, they're two and two against the Colts and two and twenty eight against everybody else. Yeah, Inc- I mean that's incredible. Right. So are we riding that trend? Are we taking Jags plus three and a half this week? Yeah, I like the Jags this season. Now I do like the Colts more. Uh, I did play, and I heard you in in Q, and I do have to disagree. I think Matt Ryan still has some good football left in him. Now 
It was a disastrous start. They were down 20 to 3 to the Texans. I went back and watched that game, and I don't know why. It ends in a tie, obviously. If you bet any game to end in a tie this year, good on you. Um, but, man, I just think it's going to take a little bit of time. I don't love the receivers, but I love Jonathan Taylor. The offensive line isn't what it is four years ago, but they did just pay Quinn and Nelson, and they are solid. Defensively, I think they'll only get better. But you have to take the Jags. How do you not, man? Not only just the trends, but look at it. And it's not like it's not like the Jags snuck up on the Colts like week seven, week eight last year. They beat them week 18, and the Colts needed to win to get in. And I know that was Carson Wentz at quarterback. But anything over a field goal, especially with Jacksonville being at home, I had to take. Trevor Lawrence looked pretty good, man. He completed 71% of his passes last year against the Colts, two touchdowns, and that was as a rookie. He looked much better week one. There were some drops. I like the skill position players. I probably wouldn't have paid all that money for you know a guy like Christian Kirk, but they look good. I didn't expect James Robinson to start the season healthy, and he was out there week one. Travis Etienne, they need to find out. They need to figure out some ways to get him the ball in space, but anything over a field goal, I had to play the Jags. This is one of my favorite plays. Got it at four. I'm fine with three and a half. Uh, if it goes to two and a half, I'd probably play the Colts. So I think the Colts win, but I think the Jags keep it close. I think this is a field goal game. Yeah, I'm with you. Two and a half, if it gets to that, I feel like you got to take Indy. Um, I kind of am leaning Indianapolis in this game, but at the three and a half, I don't love it. Yeah. I just feel like now this streak that Jacksonville has against them has become blown so out of proportion that Indy's just ready to just get rid of it. The They're thing- just ready to dump it. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking at some rushing yard props. James Robinson, 49 and a half. But then again, he's coming back from an Achilles injury. He did play last week. Jonathan Taylor, he's going to be popular all season long. His rushing prop, 100 yards. Would you go over or would you go under? Jonathan Taylor is yeah, the Jags I defense. Mean, I think I might actually go over. Uh, Anything under. I mean, I'm not going to play it. Like, if I had to lean away, though, I, I would go over. They're going to lean heavy on him. Something that kind of did intrigue me in this game was the first half under 22 and a half. I could see the Colts defense coming out flying, knowing that Jacksonville in that Week 18 game last year started that game going right down the field on them, made it 7-0, they never looked back. I think they're going to come out, they're going to play well. And then Indy's offense, they know they need to make a statement. They need to get out in front of Jacks early. So I I think that this game could lean towards an under because Indy just struggles in Jacksonville. But, man, this is one of those games. It's tough. Yeah, it is. I I don't really want to take the Jags. Plus three and a half, but I don't really want to lay that with Indy either. Indy money line feel, does feel like the right play. And he needs to get right after that tie last week against the Texans. Yes, Should have been a do. win. Then again, could have been a loss. They were down 20 to three.